Orb presents Tears of a Sea Cow. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And hey, it's it's a middle episode. Yeah, goat blood sacrifice, baby. Yeah, some first. We got mm-hmm. some first. Yeah. Uh, in this bad boy, uh, we got some meander. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, going on, you know. Uh, it's weird. I, I forget about what happens in this episode outside of the beginning a lot. Mm-hmm. It's I remember the, the stuff with Dr. Dugong. Of course. It's very memorable. It happens with Dr. Dugong. And then everything else I, I tend to forget until I'm watching the episode. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's titled after something that is dispatched with in the opening, like b- before the cold opie, uh, before the whole uh, title sequence. The cold opie? Cold opie, yeah. <laughs> get him yeah, that's what we like to call him in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> sells a cold opie. <laughs> and you get a hot opie. Yeah. <laughs> but like Tears of a Sea Cow has nothing to do with uh with with, with any of this. Uh but then again, neither does the other working title, Murder O'Clock. Yeah, it it's a weird episode. Mm-hmm. Weirder than I remembered. Yeah. I mean um, I like know? it because I because I like I I like Petty Monarch. I like, uh, yeah. I, you know, I like when we get the henchmen uh, at, the, at the forefront. I love the henchmen's weird relationship with uh, with uh, Hank and Dean. Yeah. To, <laughs> to me, the stuff I like in this is all little side bits. Yeah. You know, like I love, uh, you know, I love Shallow Gravy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a monster. <laughs> I love uh, the Venture Home News. Like all those little <laughs> details I think are really good. Yeah. In the broad strokes, I think this is a little bit of like, you know, kind of a so what? Yeah, episode, yeah. you know, um, feels a little fillery mm-hmm. to me, uh, but the actual little details are pretty fun. Yeah, good jokes, yeah. good jokes. Yeah. Uh, it's a Doc Hammer mm-hmm. joint. Uh, originally aired on July twentieth, two thousand eight, and the idea, what they're trying to advance here in the plot, was just the idea that Monarch cannot arch venture anymore. Right. Uh, you know, he's trying, uh, but he can't do it. They continue to have this be a thing for quite a while. Ends mm-hmm. up being the main uh, bit of season six. Yep. Um, eventually, uh, but here, uh, it's kind of the early, you know, foreshadowing of that. Yes. Yeah. So it is kind of him falling back into his old petty patterns, uh, you know, bucking against, uh, against Dr. Girlfriend, etc. Uh, and the guilt who is trying to keep him, uh, on the straight and narrow. He can't just like play the game. His heart has to be in it. Yes. Yeah. He's a true believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh in the commentary and in the uh and in the uh art book, you know, you have Doc talking a lot about like uh how he thinks that this episode doesn't move the plot very uh, forward very far. Like the things the things that are important in this are actually like retconned in later. So the the death of Dr. Dugong is not just a, you know, a fun little gag to show how merciless uh the monarch is ends up being really important in season 7, right? Yeah. Yeah, the the originally was definitely just going to be a joke. Yes, yeah, you know, uh, and then they they ended up bringing it back. Um, the coolest like setup for this, I think, is in the post credit sequence, mm-hmm. which is the the thing with the most potential. Yes, uh, this and actually does move things around mm-hmm. um, or move things forward a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, no Doc, no Brock, which is weird. Or Brockless it, and Docless. It, it contributes to this feeling like, feeling like a strange episode. We don't have we don't have arguably our main character. Um, you know, yeah. 
I mean, consciously so that they could keep the cost of the episode down. If you look at it, pretty much all of the characters are voiced either by Doc Hammer or Jackson Public. Uh, With a smattering of Dean. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have to bring in your uh, your James Urbaniacs and such. Both the commentary and the art book uh, commentary on this is very strange because it's all just about their general writing process for the season. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have a lot to say about the episode. They mostly talk about, uh, you know, their different approaches to coming up with titles for things, what they do when they're in a crunch, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, that's basically what b- both of them were. I forgot about the the book because I just moved. I, I listened to the commentary. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should look at that art book. Because usually that tends to be more enlightening. Yeah, yeah. Because the they, they had more time to, you know, think about it. You have Ken Peel like, actually directing the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of not though. It kind of just repeats all the same stuff again. Yeah. yeah. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It ended up being like a weird, you know, usually I'm used to the commentaries not being worth listening to because of other reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll put them on in the background as I'm doing other stuff in the office and then make notes. Yeah. If I hear anything that is, that that is important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is uh, one of the things I bring up in both the commentary and the book uh, is this is the episode where Doc breaks the uh, Star Wars bet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for things like he ends up doing the Star Wars reference. The Doctor of Sin had the only what you take with you mm-hmm. Star Wars reference. They both broke their uh, their bet. So they both yeah. should have had to get the shitty haircut, but instead uh, yeah. they made nobody do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which just feels like a uh, cop out to me. It is a cop out. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, we've got our cold open here where a robot is slowly lum- lumbering toward the monarch. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's a the robot. Ro- uh, Mr. Roboto. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's Mr. Roboto from the sticks video. Yep. It's very, it's very specifically Mr. Yeah. Roboto. And, and, Dr. And, Dulong has and, for some and, reason. And they call it out. Like they say, the, it's yeah. the robot from the sticks video. Yeah. A robot. A robot. Yeah. He's got a name. Um, <laughs> Please, Mr. Roboto's my father. Call me Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I call me like Junior Roboto. Um, you know, the moniker's acting afraid of it uh, here sarcastically, and we get the Moppets in their uh, first appearance as the Pupus twins, mm-hmm. um, stabbing the robot in the head, and Dr. Mrs. the Monarch joins them. And the like the fun part about this is that the Pupa twins and Dr. Mrs. the Monarch are playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and the monarch being the, you know, the, the foil of Dr. Venture isn't in it for this shit. Like he's never been yeah. in it for the game. Right. Right. He's, it's, it's, he's not part of the pro wrestling kayfabe or however you pronounce that. Right. Like, yeah. no, like this isn't, this isn't just like part of the game that keeps the conflict going that generates money somehow. No, it's like yes. he, he wants to hurt and kill and ruin Dr. Venture. So him showing up here, you know, and we get to hear the, you know, the, who he is here to arch the super scientist, Dr. Dugong, Dr. Douglas Ong with his quavering yeah. <laughs> voice, you know, kind of like explain his backstory, you know, where he was, you know, looking, you know, trying to seek out the source of love and understanding and found yeah. it. <laughs> found it into the sea mammals. Oh, it's a cunt of cuttlefish. It's supposed to be Larry Flint's voice, but yeah. he sounds a lot like, uh, what's his head? No, I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the classic game. Is it Jimmy Stewart or Don Knotts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we can add Larry Flint to that. Yeah. New challenger. <laughs> uh, 
the monarch is misidentifying him constantly because he doesn't respect him. Yes. At all. You know, he's like, oh, Mr. Manatee or whatever. And uh, over the page, like, it's Dugong! <laughs> uh, over and over. Um, you know, he's been doing, uh, he's also playing yeah. Dr. Gu- Dugong. Yeah. Like, you know, at one point his uh, speech is his interrupted, speech. so he has to start it over again. <laughs> Uh, he's like, do you remember? He's like, yeah, yeah, so I can, I can start again. Um, you know, uh, about how, you know, man looks for love and understanding. They should look to the gentle aquatic animals, such as the cuttlefish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, as they, they blow open the door to his lab with the wall miner, you know, it was locked. So we let ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Mrs. The Monarch unlocks it. Says like, we'll just pretend he's Dr. Venture. And Monarch has a great imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is just able to do this uh, 100%. Yeah. So he grabs the one of the Moffat's bazookas and charges, just marches at Dr. Dugong, making a speech about how you abandoned my hatred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you abandoned me. Yeah. You know, real Joker Batman stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he, oh, I have cuttlefish. Uh, and he gets gets murdered. Yeah. Monarch so we shouts. think. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. So he shouts, look into my eyes, and then and then fires on him, uh, just you know, dispatching yeah. the, the, the title and leaving us in uncharted territory here. You know, just a, there, there's a thing. Uh, when you look at the at the guild promotional material, uh, th- threat proportionality or threat matching is a big deal about yeah. this. You're not supposed to, I mean, <laughs> I, I love the way uh, Dr. Mrs. The, the, the Monarch puts it, where he's like, oh, you know, the, the guild, you know, frowns on killing your arch on day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're supposed yeah, you to gotta, keep you the dance going. It's, it's cat and also cat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's a, it's a fun thing in like season seven where they uh, mm-hmm. they have the monarch uh, mentor Augustus Saint Cloud. Yeah, you know, and they're they're, they're playing with that. We mm-hmm. learn a lot more about this stuff. Yeah, um, we cut over to the compound where Hank Dermot and Helper are playing music. This is mm-hmm. the the genesis of Shallow Gravy. They're not called that yet. Yep. Uh, and again, just the, the, the mismatched sensibilities of, uh, of Hank and Dermot, you know, uh, yeah. Hank wants to be a lip glossary and Dermot wants to be go blood sacrifice. <laughs> well, and my favorite, like on hands down, my favorite joke in the entire episode, mm-hmm. uh, is helper's drums. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, not stopping during this whole thing. Casio, like well, it should it should be noted we have a theme song variant that Gwen, the uh, composer mm-hmm. for our theme song, uh, that uh, that she put together uh, that has that as the as the as the backing track now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're only going to use it this once, but uh, but yeah, I just I I love the I love the shitty Casio drums, and I love the line where you know Dean's like, "Can you make them stop?" And Hank says, "I don't even know how he got him to start." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also I love uh, the Venture Home News. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very much. Uh, you know, he's trying, he's like, give me an angle, you know, like Dean just again playing along. Yeah. Uh, well, is very cute. Dean with his printmaker's outfit, like he's got the, he's got the apron and the visor on and he's just covered with mimeograph ink, which when I look, mm-hmm. when I see that color of purple, I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Merrick and Deadwood, <laughs> uh, you know, and they're just like, nobody, who's going to read this? And he's like, our readership number is well into the teens. <laughs> uh, and it made me, I really wanted uh, to be able to subscribe to the Avenger Home News. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah, not not for like reasons that the Monarch does or for like evil reasons, but just mm-hmm. as a little slice of life. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, those um, when you eat in certain diners, you can still find like the Orange Peel Gazette. Uh-huh. You know, like the little like it's like half ads and then half like golf trivia. Mm-hmm. 
you know, little one page paper. It made me yeah. think of that. Like I would love that quaint little <laughs> thing, but with a Dean perspective. Yeah. And just, just them again, differentiating the two of them, Dean committing to the uh, Peter Parker kind of angle. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. He's very a reporter. good. Yeah. Uh, intrepid yeah. reporter. Yeah. <laughs> You know, here to try to find the angle on uh, on Hank's boy band good looks and Dermot's bizarre anger. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we we cut away after he says, you know, our readership there, you know, there are dozens of us. Uh, he's he, he reads a, a, a love letter. It doesn't cut away r- right here, but he reads a love letter that's clearly from twenty one, admitting that he's in love with his boss's wife. Oh, and it turns out that his boss is a murderer. Uh, yeah. Like, what do you recommend I do? Uh, signed G Viceroy. <laughs> well, and then uh, Dean answers it uh, exactly like uh, with his situation. Yeah. It like, you should matter. go for it. And I have a humble opinion. It doesn't matter that she's kind of scary and her dad is magic. Like, obviously, talking about Triana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these sad little sacks. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's it's the monarch reading Dean's response to 21 and 24, um, oblivious yeah. to the fact <laughs> that it is 21 who wrote this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, you know, he's, uh, 21's like, Oh, that seems like that guy's actually probably dying inside. You know, it's pretty good <laughs> advice. And Monarch is like, no, he's probably fictitious or one of you guys, you know, uh, 21, 24, like elbows, 21 gets him to stop. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, he even answered my question. Uh, and he's bare walled in Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, who is asking for, you know, everyone knows Dean V has the coolest, uh place where he lives Dini. how do you give me a layout for the venture compound <laughs> with your security codes yeah he does I, I i love it so much <laughs> yeah. um but uh uh he's good the, the, he doesn't print it immediately uh the feature on the venture compound will come along after the uh the feature about uh the boom brooms debut in washington <laughs> Because that's where yeah. uh, that, that's where uh, Doc and Brock are. They've gone to this scientific symposium uh, kind of deal to demonstrate the vacuum cleaner that uh, that Rusty put together. Presumably explodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, super great. Um, the Monarch is super pissed because he's not there. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first time he's not been at the Science Now conference. You know, uh, because he can't arch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Doctor Venture. Um, the henchmen say like, we can help. And he's like, nah, you know, I have to go debrief. Uh, and they're like, oh, you arch without us. You know, mm-hmm. they're heard about this. Yeah. Um, and this is again, big foreshadowing for season seven mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Dr. Misses the Monarch getting on the Monarch about, uh, him not following the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, her being the kind of, you know, the guild, uh, rules maven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, saying like, I'm trying to help you <laughs> like this. This is for both of us. We, you need to you need to be a team player with this. And, you know, yeah. again, you know, she she understands it like she's annoyed by it. But like later on in the episode, she passionate, you know, she she gives a passionate explanation for why he can't play the game. Right. Yeah. She respects yeah. it. Yeah. He's got she's more. He's got right. more hate in his little finger than you have in your whole body. <laughs> you <Yep>. know, <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, you know, they, they continue to argue because Monarch is not going to be tied down. She just wants him to, you know, to, to, to stand in line. I love, uh, 2024 asking, are you going to get a divorce? <laughs> yeah. Very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, I love, uh, you know, while they're airing stuff here, I also like 21, uh, you know, he's sad that the mama Moppets are taking all the work and he has evidence they're being in the corners of his room. Yeah. They're marking uh, I love my that we room. learn more about that. Like I have, I have evidence. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, really, really good. It's a great, um, it's a great throwaway. 
Oh, horrible shits. Um, <laughs> We cut back to, to Hank and Dermot, and they're kind of like practicing stage moves, doing obstacle course stuff. Like they're timing themselves. Yeah. Jumping from bed to bed to, uh, to help her. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, Dean, you know, shows up. Uh, you know, Dermot can't do it, uh, you know, but Hank can because he's an adventure kid. Mm -hmm. And Dean pops up because he's mad about the noise, mm -hmm. you know, as we mentioned before. Like we don't even know how we got him to start. <laughs> uh, and I love this little bit because Dean, Dean is great in this episode. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, Hank is like, oh, we're left alone. We can do whatever we want. And Dean just saying, you know, don't you get it? You need to see the long game here. Mm -hmm. We're being tested. You know, yeah. if we get in trouble, we get more privileges, Hank. We can go to public uh, school. Public school, yeah. Hank. Like, adorable. Oh it's, it's adorable, but also kind of sad because, like, they they just, Dean wants out. <laughs> he, he, yeah. wants, he wants connection with real boys. <laughs> Very sad little boy. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, um, but you know, they, they, they talk about this and they reveal like, oh, you know, dad said he left us alone to go to the conference because it's full of hot, desperate women and naive little Dean. He thinks, oh, this must have something to do with the lava men of Tanga Island. So just imagine if, what they're desperate, how dangerous their desperate women will, will be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cute. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, so the monarch is is kind of having out with the henchman, mm -hmm. uh, talking about how he he's not allowed, you know, uh, we, talking about how far he's fallen. Yeah, yeah. you know here, uh, and the uh, the henchman encourage him like, well, let's go fuck up the venture compound. You know, yeah. he's like, I want to hate him, I want to destroy him, I want to build a machine to hate him. You know, mm -hmm. uh, they encourage him, so they jump down this uh, escape tunnel. Twenty one and the monarch. Twenty four takes the stairs, uh, and we get the uh, stuck in the water slide thing from "It's Always Sunny." Mm -hmm. uh, basically, yep. Uh, no good. <laughs> I'm going fast. I'm going fast. Slow yourself down. These are booties. I can feel every scene. Yeah, these are booties. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about how even the best case scenario for this falling into that car, there's a really good chance you just get a gear shift, like oh yeah, ripping your premium. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a million to one shot, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, like there's no there's no reason to do it. Right, uh, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Twenty four has the he has the right uh, the right idea. He does make it harder for them by putting up the top, but they'll thank him because it's gonna rain. Yeah, yeah. And he also gets on their way quicker. <laughs> just walking. Uh, so Dean can't sleep because the helper's drum machine's still going. And he gets up there and is trying to stop him from doing it, and eventually he has to turn uh, deactivate all of his features, mm -hmm. uh, and that includes the security for the compound. Yes. The power dims and then returns, uh, leaving them vulnerable. Uh, Hank and Dermot, they're having a little camp out. God, is it the teenage antics? Uh, <laughs> they're, they're out back uh, playing uh, playing cards when they see a purple glow overhead. And they immediately jump to, oh, this has to be a UFO. Uh, Dermot, <laughs> Dermot's like, oh, it has to be a UFO because they disable electrical devices. And it's landing right here in your backyard. So that rules out weather balloons and the moon. I like being, I love rolling out the moon. Um, Hank is going to help, but Dean or Dermot starts pocketing, uh, flesh pocketing a big mm -hmm. lighter. <laughs> so when the aliens probe them and they will, mm -hmm. uh, they'll get burnt a face full of fire. I uh, hear, yeah. uh, big Dermot energy. Yep. Um, they're trying to raise somebody, but they can't. Or Brock is passed out, uh, in a big pile of post sacks. Rusty is asleep with the boom broom. Mm -hmm. Um, he did yep. not have sex with the boom broom. Yeah, they make that uh, very clear in the commentary. 
Yeah. But I understand why people, you know, thought that was the easy joke they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he was just excited about the boom broom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that we never learned what the boom broom does or is really. <laughs> At some point, the monarch's like, oh, Dr. Venter invented an exploding vacuum. Uh, but that's all we get. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and Dr. Misses the monarch uh, wakes up. She is angry that the monarch is gone. You know, he he has a uh, uh, snuck out, so she's got to you know, get dressed. The Moppets creepily want to stay in the room while they dress. We get a lot of uh, just unsavory, like Pants. I saw mommy's yeah. panties, white panties. panties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they're, they're full adult men. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who who are sexually attracted to their boss? Yeah, yeah to their boss who yeah. uh, who treats them like infants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of messed up, kind of weird. Uh, so uh, the monarch twenty one and twenty four show up at the compound. Um, the twenty four smells like a septic tank. Yeah, he's like doubled uh, over by the stench, you know, from that rocket yeah. full of human waste that upended uh, the the previous episode. It, it's a really weird little spot of of continuity. Mm-hmm. There, because watching this after you know spending a couple of weeks after watching the last one, mm-hmm. it feels like the opening of a plot that never goes anywhere. Oh, the the bad yeah. smell on the compound. Yeah, like I was thinking, like the maybe one of the lasers would set a fire or something. Mm. Yeah. You know, like there's a septic tank; it's going to explode. But really, it's just a reference to. It's like an episode with like very little continuity that has one little tiny bit of continuity to the last episode. There, there's something about the venture compound that has that as well, because like the media, the meteor that they find full of skeletons from the pilot is there mm-hmm. uh, in a later episode too. So like things that end That's up on strange. the compound are just found later, even though nothing else is ever addressed. Yeah. yeah. Super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monarch is giving a speech, you know, as these barrage of lasers, like the security defenses come back on. Mm hmm. Um, the, uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, uh, put on her Dr. Girlfriend costume and is like telling the Mobbits they're gonna be fine if she leaves them alone. She's gonna go take care of this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they say, you know, why does the Monarch hate Dr. Venture? <laughs> and she explains, you know, it's because he can only hate honestly, you know, it just ruined his career. You know, if he didn't do, even if it ruins his career or his marriage, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he hates honestly. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. What did he do to piss him off? <laughs> and she just leaves before. Yeah. The answer. It's just, it's very meta. Like, yeah, the yeah. audience joke. Yeah, very much so. Just uh, like the the whole, what is the reason that the monarch hates? Uh, why does some of the monarch hate Doctor Venture? Basically, just a, a parallel mommy bomb. You know mm-hmm. that yeah. they get close to dropping and then don't. Well, I mean, they they eventually yeah. do, but yeah, yeah. throughout. Uh, so out in the hangar. Uh, 21 and 24 are hanging out. They're doing some Rosencrantz and Guildenstern stuff. They're talking about how they never get shot. Like, isn't it weird? Everybody around us dies, but we don't. Uh, you know, 21 says, we're like main characters. And 24 says, don't jinx it, which is real fun knowing what comes later. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, they're very defensive about this being meta. Yeah. In the commentary. Like, it's like just friends having a conversation. It's not meta. <laughs> But like, it is. Doc Hammer is very weirdly defensive about this episode. Yeah, he is. And like it doesn't it doesn't make it funnier if it's meta, and it also doesn't make it less funny if it's meta. It can kind of be it's either. A, it's two neutral. characters in a show, one of them talking about, oh, we're this is kind of like we're in a show. By definition, it is meta. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 it, there's a weird tone yeah. to the commentary on it. Uh 21 can't see anything. Uh, and they're like, why don't you turn on your night goggles? Which it turns out he didn't know about. Uh, mm-hmm. They're doing that running joke as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see Hank and Dermot and they start chasing him. 
the monarch is in the lab while all these hijinks are going on. Um, Hawk's a big loogie on a microscope, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, but then he notices that uh, Dr. Venter is rebuilding Gardo. Yep. So, like, you know, big Gardo fans. Mm-hmm. He comes back, baby. Yep. Remember Gardo? Gardo. Gardo you know, just uh, looks kind of like a Securitron from Fallout. He's got the uh, mm-hmm. the monitor with with Rusty's face on it, and so uh, he ho- he hops on up on top of it, and we're gonna see how that how that turns out. Which is, I think, one of the strongest uh, ending gags mm. <laughs> for for an episode. I, it doesn't work for me really well. Oh, that, that ending gag. Yeah, huh. and we'll, we'll get into. It. I'm we'll, not we'll trying to be a cultural like right there. I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm cooler on this one. This is one of Jeremy's favorites too. This was his second choice. Oh, for episode to appear on, but I, I, you know, and with that in mind, I was looking forward to rewatching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I couldn't really remember what happened with it again, because the title doesn't really tell you. Yeah, and yeah, I think I'm a little cooler on it. Huh. I, I think that they, I just like those little side details. I don't yeah. necessarily like any of the main stuff really. Yeah, I would put this toward the top of the middle third for this season, but I still like, there. There's a lot here that is really uh, that that is delightful to me. Yep. I think for me, it would be bottom of middle third. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not a bad episode. It's yeah. not Dr. Quim. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's for me, it's not, you know, it's perfunctory to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll get in, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> but uh, 24 catches up to and tackles Dermot, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and Dermot coughs on him, trying to give him the earth germs. And they have some shtick back and forth uh, where, you know, uh, 24 tries to give him a little bit of a uh, little bit of hassle for like, oh, but I caught you. You can't be a badass. And like, well, I had a lighter up my butt. Now I believe you're yeah, he, <laughs> Hank's friend. You're Hank's friend. Yeah. yeah. Hank doesn't, he doesn't have friends. He's like, mm-hmm. I had a lighter up my butt. Now I believe you're Hank's friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, my favorite uh, bit in these is when 21 is chasing Hank and 21 does a timeout. Because he's <laughs> out of breath. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are the signs of a heart attack? Yeah. He's like, what are the signs of a heart attack? Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, it's really, really great. Yeah. As a uh, doctor, um, doctor misses the monarch activ- activates the, uh, the cocoon, uh, finally giving the other henchmen something to do. They've just been, you know, laying dormant in the, in, in the tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so, so the, uh, this is where I like this little exchange here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 21 is like, listen, you know, Hank, like, I gotta tell you something. You cannot die. Yeah. You know, I've seen you die like tw- several times, shotgun to the face, die. Mm-hmm. You cannot die. Uh, and he's like, like the Highlander and 21's real excited. Like, yes, mm-hmm. like the Highlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, he can't think of anything else to do. And he's, and I love this where he's like, I hate killing you, dude. Yeah. Like, I love that, that sentence. Yeah. It's like, uh, but, it's, but, but it's all I can come up with. He darts him in the chest thinking that it's a lethal poison. But again, he does yeah. not have any understanding about how any of his, uh, any of his gear works. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dean, uh, he had gone into the panic room. There was a little bit of a gag about his, uh, about his toy giraffe, Mr. Ricci. Uh, oh, Mr. Ricci. Uh, oh, Mr. Ricci's so good. A green giraffe. Uh, he fell into the panic room. So he went to the went to the panic room to retrieve it. Um, and he walks into the lab and sees Monarch hate fucking Gardo. Because uh, <laughs> Gardo has Rusty's face. Yes. Um, on it. That's how he gets uh, into it. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing to her? <laughs> Monarch says, uh, giving your robot chlamydia, which fine the thing that is funny about this is the way that the monarch gets out of this as he is buck naked you know and dean's like i'm gonna tell my dad about this and monarch says oh of course and then your tra- your trans your transformation into a villain will be complete yes yes that's the last step 
uh, and he just reverse psychs him out. <laughs> and he's like, I will never be evil like you. I'll never tell him ever. And the monarch just runs away. So I, I like, yeah, I, I like that bit. I, yeah. I think the thing that I don't like is the monarch wanting to fuck Gardo because it has Rusty's face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the conflation of monarchs pathological need to have this enemy with sex. Okay. It's not very consistently done. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this is the 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 first time it's shown up, and like mm-hmm. he fucking Gardo isn't going to do anything. Right, right. You know, uh, it's very likely that Doctor Venger won't even know mm-hmm. uh, that happened, uh, and he doesn't have chlamydia. Mm-hmm. So it's just this weird psychosexual monarch thing. Yeah, which I don't think track is laid for, nor do I think it ever pays off. Yeah, it never really goes anywhere. It's just another way that monarch is uh, is is a petty broken mess. Yeah. It, it feels more cheap mm. than the relationship between the monarch and Rusty feels yeah. to me. Yeah. Like it feels like a, a an easy joke. Yeah. Kind of I, thing. I, 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 that's the part I don't like about it. I don't, I, the exchange with Dean is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- th- that's the part that I like about it. He could have been doing anything and yeah. just monarch thinking on his feet, understanding how naive Dean is and how wrapped up Dean is and being a good boy. <laughs> that he yeah. can just pull this standard comic book Star Wars line on him. <laughs> and yeah. like he'll yeah. just, just be so invested in it and start crying, like, no, I'll never do this. And immediately playing into his hand. I think that is cute and good. That part is good. Yeah. Um the uh we get uh you know outside 21 24 is bribing Dermot to be quiet by giving him gear. Yep. Uh, you know, he doesn't tell him because they're not supposed to be here, obviously. Right, right. right. Uh, the cocoon comes to pick up the monarch Romeo and grabs him. Uh, 21 tells 24 they killed Hank, you know, with a dart. And uh, he's like, well, you tranquilized him. You mm-hmm. know, so he didn't know that about the gear. Um, I know he knows that. He's, he's talked about it before. I think yeah, they're leaning yeah. on that joke too far. Mm-hmm. Um, monarch ends up coming into the command center. His pants are down. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't put on his clothes. Yeah. Uh, covering up his dick. Uh, and you know, the, the implication is in the, the doghouse for doing this. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, comes up and says, uh, you know, honey, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And as the uh, cocoon uh, yeah. takes off, uh, Hank wakes up and yanks the dart out of his chest. Now convinced that he is immortal saying, give me the prize. I am the one. Um, and again, that's, I guess that's another thing that doesn't work for me so much in this episode is that nothing ever comes of that. Yeah. Like the end of the, the season, we lose the clones uh, so the boys are no longer immortal, but the implication is supposed to be if Hank thinks he's immortal, he's going to do a bunch of dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to jump off the the roof as Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, it, I don't understand what the point of hinting at that was when he doesn't believe it. And then yeah. later he has to be told it and it's after it's already, you know, no longer the case. Yeah. Late, late, later it's a gag that it is like, well, after he should understand that that's what was happening with those clone slugs. That he yeah. that, that, that he gets it like it's only when J.K. Simmons's character like explicitly says what is going on to Dean that it becomes clear that like they have not they have not tracked with it. Yeah. Yeah. But who cares? Because yeah. nothing it doesn't change their behavior at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Hank does not act differently based on this. Like it's it, I think the thing that leaves me cold about this episode is the way that it relates to other episodes mm-hmm. is so scattershot. Yeah. You know, like it is some things end up mattering, but sometimes not for like a decade. Yeah. And then some things just don't matter at all. It's funny because we're, yeah. we're, we're like, we're, we're kind of like uh, uh, trading places here where I am, 
I'm extend- extending a lot of lee- leeway because the jokes are funny and you're more mm. you're, you're more looking at this as uh, you know kind of like where does it fit as part of the cosmology when normally that, it's the other way around in, yeah. in in this one the jokes didn't land for me as, as gotcha hard. yeah you know like it's not uh like i don't you know uh, the next episode we're talking about which is one of my favorites this season mm-hmm. uh, i think the jokes land harder mm-hmm. and the character work is stronger it also doesn't advance the grand plot that much mm-hmm. you know uh but the uh it it's it gets by because i think it's funnier yeah you know more than anything and then i can go the other fully the other way too like you can end up with something like the episode orb which is not super funny it's all lore mm-hmm you know, basically like that, that episode does not have a lot of jokes in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can dig it. This one to me just kind of doesn't do very much of either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, the most exciting part for me is the, the post credit scene. Cause I, I love the characterization of this. I love, uh, Dr. Girlfriend doing, you know, doing her best. Yes. You know, she respects the monarch there. She respects his, his whole steez. She can't just let him break the rules. Yeah. So she pulled a bunch of strings to let him arch uh, Jonas Venter Jr. Mm-hmm. And so we see um, the, the cocoon uh, speeding over the ocean towards Spider Skull Island. And we get, uh, yeah. uh, you know, JD, JD's whole assembled crew of basically people that Rusty has ignored. Uh, <laughs> saying like, uh-oh, what's going on? Uh, leading yeah. us, you know, giving us kind of like a really explicit bridge to the next episode, which is not something we mm-hmm. usually get. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I like the idea of that quite a bit. I like bringing those people back in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's a cool idea as a way to, uh, I like the monarchs like scheme, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to, to get around his, his issue. Yeah. He, he yeah. will arch a venture. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean how he uses it to arch the real venture, oh, of course. like how yeah. he, you know, he, he, does, he abuses the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's cool. So, yeah, for, I mean, it's weird. Like, talking it out made me, I, this is a middling one for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ha- not trying to convince you or anybody of that, yeah. but I think that just on revisiting it, it's like I realized, like, oh, you know, this is really kind of a, re- a middling one for me. Yeah. I, th- I think the difference mm-hmm. is, like, m- middling round, round, rounded down and middling rounded up. Between, you know, yeah. The difference between the two of us. Ne- neither of us are arguing this is, like, top of the pops, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For the season. Yeah. You know? Uh, reminds me a lot of the last episode in terms of... It's, you know, placement in terms of advancing anything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, not bad or any, by any means. Right. You know, we're not, again, we're not in Quimtown. Right. Oh. You know, we're not <laughs> one of the lords of Quimtown. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. Yeah. If you would like to uh, uh, get episodes a week early and also support the network, you can go to patreon.com slash TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, leave us ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict and tell your friends. If you have venture friends, mm-hmm. tell them about the show. We're doing one of those recap shows. They're popular. Yeah, yeah that's a, the, the, that is a kind of show that people do. It's kind of show that people yeah, listen you can, to. You, you, you can watch Loki and then listen to this episode. It's not going to stop you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you can watch the new season. I think you should leave and then listen to this. <laughs> Wait, is that out? You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I need to watch that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to eat lunch and, and watch an episode presently. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, let's not delay. Let's go do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, and until next time, go, go Team, team Venture. Venture. <laughs>